far and away, the best prize that life offers is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. That is a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 46. The topic of this week's episode is search for your passion. My guest this week is Regina Gublinas. Regina's key focus has gone from helping reorganize companies to helping CEOs and entrepreneurs avoid mistakes and decisions which bring them to financial chaos and catastrophic failure. Regina's true passion lies in helping companies grow correctly to ensure long-term success and profitability and to inspire and guide them to achieve their absolute highest potential. Hi, Regina. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good afternoon, Trina. How are you? I am doing well. I am loving the fact that you're here with me and I get an opportunity to speak with you because that's what Trina talked you know, it's all about is motivating and inspiring. And I started out with just the women platform and we have now integrated with men as well. But I love talking to the women who are out there having businesses and doing it. Tell me about your business. And I know you've been doing it for a while, but tell me what you did before and tell me how you come to be um, a life coach strategist life and business strategist? Um, happy to share. Um, I've always known from the beginning, as far back as I could remember, that I had a very specific purpose for my life. Uh, it was just this crystal clear thing that I always, always knew. And I would try in different things, but nothing really seemed to fit. You know, like when you know something's not really yours, but you're supposed to do something in life, so you, you, you keep searching for it. And then when I was 24, um, I'm 41 now, so 17 years ago, I kind of walked into the world of corporate reorganization, of corporate turnaround. It was, uh, I applied for a completely different position, uh, for a bookkeeper position, actually. And the company was going through um, financial restructuring at the time, and we're going through a chapter 11. And they were working with somebody who was helping them through the process. And I found my place. It was just, I knew that I belong in a place where I could help people. So it no longer became about the, that particular position, but that position kind of opened the door into this whole different world for me that allowed me in the last 17 years to help over a hundred companies. Um, and I just, I knew the moment I, I walked in, I knew I found my spot. Now, it wasn't really easy going, you know, getting started because I was so young and so inexperienced. I don't really have education to back up my expertise, but I always naturally understood money. Money always made sense to me. What makes money just made sense to me naturally. 
and people, how to connect with people and how to uh, get people together for a win-win environment. And those were the key components for me. And I know that if I applied both, I could be very successful in this space because I could help, I could teach people those skills as well and walk them through organizations. So I kind of got into that, um, not kind of, I actually just stepped into my role because I knew I found my mission, I found my purpose. And that was the fuel behind uh, even the days where I would doubt myself. You know, 24 is still so young when you've got CEOs that are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. Nobody really wants to pay attention to you. You're young. They don't really trust you. You don't have credibility. But the moment they would start working with me and listening to my direction of how the company should go and things should be navigated, they would see that I know exactly what I'm doing. But most importantly, they would see that I have, beyond any shadow of a doubt, their best interest at heart. And one company led to another, one company led to another, and so on and so forth. And I fell in love with being of service because really corporate turnaround, you're really reorganizing the person who's, uh, who's driving the company. What people don't you know, fail to realize many times is that the company is simply, or the bottom line of the company is simply a collection of the decisions the CEO and the person in charge have made along the way. It's just the yield of their decisions. The company is not a standalone product. Somebody's driving it. So for me to be able to work with these people, reorganize the CEO, their thinking, their processes, their beliefs, push them beyond their limits, beyond their self-imposed uh, uh, you know, limitations, beyond their, the noise and chaos in their head and get them to the other side where they can say, wow, I have an amazing company. I'm profitable. I have a great life. It just, it fueled me. It fueled my heart to be able to do that for people. So now, after all these years, I have learned historical evidence dictates that companies basically fail for the same two reasons. Number one, it's lack of information on the CEO's part, because at some point, the company just outgrows the knowledge of the CEO. It's a fact. If you have a company that's growing, the company's needs will outgrow the knowledge of a CEO. And they would not, they would miss that sweet spot when they need to bring somebody on board to help guide them along the process. And another reason why many companies, most companies fail is lack of infrastructure. They don't have either people in place or don't have the right people in place to, to help support their mission and their vision. And that can also kill a company. So those are the two main reasons. There are so many more line items that can cause failure, but they usually fall either under the category of lack of information or lack of infrastructure or in correct infrastructure in a company. So now I've taken all that I've learned over almost 20 years of why people fail, and I'm extremely passionate in working with current or brand new uh, CEOs and helping them uh, build their companies in a way that they have a company five years from now, they have a company 10 years from now, and they're not drowning in debt. So that's, that's the new mission and the new vision for my life, to help people avoid that financial chaos and catastrophic failure down the line. So you're like a financial corporate fixer. Kind of, sort of, you know, yes, absolutely. So when you walk in into a company or when you work with a company, of course, numbers uh, are, are a big part of it, right? Because that's how you know if you're profitable, if you have money to pay bills or not. But 
the biggest component, again, the numbers will only be um, a yield of the decisions made along the way. So financially, absolutely, you know, we'll look at numbers. Here's what needs to happen. Here's where we cut. Here's where we have to renegotiate your contracts. Here's what we need to get, you know, get fire some customers. I love firing customers that are not <laughs> profitable and that are a pain in the neck. And there are customers that you just need to let go sometimes. You know, they're dragging the whole uh, profitability down. And they may be a better fit for somebody else. So there's many components. Financial is one of it. Mm-hmm. But the biggest, biggest process, you know, what I've learned is that people doubt themselves so much and that will reflect in their bottom line. Mm. So I'm curious, do these companies call you? How do you come to know these companies? Do they reach out to you and say, okay, we're at a place where we need to help? Because I mean, companies usually don't like to admit that. So how do you come about getting your clients? It's usually word of mouth. And yes, you hit the nail on the head. You know, um, I am revamping my my website and I was asked, uh, can you put the names of the companies you worked with? And the answer is no, because Mm. you're absolutely correct. People really don't want to say, hey, I'm in trouble and I'm 50 million upside down. Let me scream it from the the rooftop. You know what I mean? So uh, people don't really advertise that they're in trouble. But people do look for help. If you make yourself, you know, if you want, if your listeners are in that in that um, area of expertise, if you make yourself um, available and you're kind of out there and you talk to people and you're qualified and you're an expert in your field, people will will guide people your way if they trust you and believe you. Because for somebody to say, "Look, I'm in trouble. Help me with my life," they have to trust you unconditionally. A hundred percent because they're standing on thin ice and you're basically reaching down saying, Hey, I can get you to safety. So they have to trust you a hundred percent. So, and, and the way they do that is because by other people recommending you. So it's word of mouth. A lot of it is word of mouth. And okay. So then you get your clients and I'm just, you know, curious, I want you to tell me, so you, this company says, okay, come in and help us. And then you walk through the door and they see you and they see that you're uh, a younger um, female. How, how long does it take for them to receive you and actually listen to what you're saying, knowing that you are the expert? Well, uh, fairly quickly for two reasons. Number one, People, for whatever reason, don't ask for help until it's pretty much uh, game time, as I call it, in a nice way, until they're uh, halfway shut down. Uh, I think it's ego. I think it's, uh, it's especially meant to be honest. It's like asking for direction. You know, they just won't do it until the last minute. So no, to two reasons, they're pretty open and receptive to receiving the help. Number one is they don't really have an option at this point. Uh, you know, we as a, we as human beings, we tend to wait until the last minute for some reason to do things we want to do to ask for help. In many cases, I'm sure there is exceptions, but mostly we'll just wait and try to figure things out on our own. So by the time I get to these people, they're seeing so much trouble and so much chaos. They don't really have time to shop around. They have to get it's it's game time. It's time to get to work and make some critical decisions and make some very strategic moves to get them out of the line of fire, at least to begin with, because you can fix everything in five minutes, but you can get them out of 
the critical environment. And then you keep working on advancing the company. And number two, once I start to talk to them, they're starting to pretty quickly catch up to the fact that I'm qualified. I know exactly what I'm talking about because I immediately tell them what to do and navigate them through the problem. So they start to feel safe with me pretty quickly because I don't run them in circles. I give them solutions immediately. Mm, that's, that's really a good tip. And I hope the listeners are taking this in because that's credibility. That's proving your, your bona fides right there. Not only the word of mouth that got you referred, but also, like you said, the fact that you're coming in with action. You're saying, okay, if you want to get from where you are, here's what you need to do. Yes. And um, in respect to everybody who, who who's listening, I really want to say I'm watching so many people kind of give bits and pieces of information because they want to either, you know, lock in the sale or they're afraid to give away too much. You can't give away too much. There, there is no such thing there as giving away too much. What I mean by that is there is always more information you can give. The, the more you give, the more people need you. It's just the basic principles of the universe. So I would definitely urge everybody and anybody, and I really teach and preach these to, to my clients as well, give all you've got, give it with all your might, with all your heart. You can't give away everything. You, you just can't. The universe keeps refilling you with more information, more knowledge, more expertise, and you grow much faster if you can. If every single day you can give away everything you've got inside of you to help people, you'll be just fine the next day. You'll have more work than you can ever imagine. It's just how it works. Mm, I love that. <laughs> that is, that is, that's true. Yeah. It is so true. And I'm just so glad you said that. And I'm especially glad to hear that from another woman because I think a lot of times, especially in business and women at, at our levels, some women think it's a competition. So like you're saying, some people think, well, if, if I help her or if I refer her, that may take something from me, but it's not, it's, it's helping another person. So you're, you're never going to lose. There's always going to be plenty more to be had. So yes, spot on. I, I, I love it. So tell me, so with your business, and it's funny because I love what you said in the beginning, how you said, I found my passion. You knew that this is what you were supposed to do. Yes. But at 20 something, when, cause you said you were good at numbers, but at 20 something, how did you, how did you just say, okay, I can go in and turn around a company. Cause you said you didn't have a lot of experience at the time, but you knew that it was something more. Tell me what was that journey that led you to knowing that that right there was your passion? Um, absolutely. Um, like I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned at the beginning is that I knew from the moment I could remember that God placed me here for a purpose. My life was a tool. And it was like, I was kind of like this key where you're not sure which door it fits into. I would put myself into any door, a keyhole I could possibly squeeze myself into to see if it fits. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Until I was finally able to turn that key. And I actually, I started working with a mentor who was doing this for, I think, 25, 30 years prior to me meeting him. And the moment... 
um, I because he was helping to reorganize the company I got a job in. There was something that I can't really explain. I knew that I belong before I even knew exactly what he does. I knew that I belong next to him as my mentor, and he just ended up that this is what he does. But this 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 connection of the universe that kind of tells you, nudges you, says you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. And the moment I, I did that, I felt I felt this incredible peace. I did not feel any more that I was lost, if that makes any sense, finding my place. Mm-hmm. What I felt at that point was that I need to find my correct position now within helping people. I didn't know what that necessarily would look like, what my responsibilities would be. So I knew I found my door, but I guess what I'm saying is I, after I knew I walked into the right door, I was trying to figure out which chair is mine to sit in. So I was narrowing mm-hmm. things down. Wow. And I love that. And this leads me to my next <laughs> question because that takes self-awareness. Yes. Right. So, you know, you know where you're supposed to fit. You're like, okay, I found my my groove here. This is where I should be. But you're going, in what capacity do I need to be here? How did you How did you discern that? How did you start, you know, doing the check marks to say, okay, nope, this is what I need to do. Nope, this is not what I need to do. This is it, because it takes it takes most people a minute to find out what they were you know mm-hmm. born to do cuz i'm like you i believe i was put here for a purpose as well but it takes some time it takes a moment for people to get to that point what was your moment uh my moment was when i worked with the first company with no experience whatsoever at 24 and that company actually stayed with me for 5 years um when i walked into the company And before hearing the full story, I knew their problems and I knew the steps that I need to make uh, to get them back into safety. It was like, it was just a natural thing for me. And then I realized, okay, I get this. I know what I'm supposed to do. Now, keep in mind, I knew what I'm supposed to be, but I still had years to prove my credibility. I still had years to, uh, to work on the things to get to the point I knew what I'm supposed to be. So I knew my destination, but I still had a journey to follow because nobody's really interested in listening to a 24 year old girl. Now, keep in mind, I am not, um, I I did not do well in high school. I am not a school person at all. I barely got got out of high school. I mean, it's embarrassing to say, but, uh, and I did not really, I don't have a, Uh, college education to back up my expertise. I really have the natural abilities and the gifts that God just put into me. That's all that it is. So, you know, the initial question is, what's your, what's your education? So when I tell them none, that really takes my credibility again, until I open my mouth. So that took, that took time. You know, I started with, I would take on positions in their financial department let's say as an accounting manager, for example, or a controller for the company, but while having that position, I would completely control and navigate the whole environment of the company from operations to legal to negotiations to all of that. But in order for me to be able to do that, 
I had to take, let's say, a lower position, so to speak, because right mm-hmm. at the bat, nobody really believed me that I can do the things that I can do. I knew that I could do them. They were natural to me. Mm-hmm. So I knew where I'm supposed to be, but I also know that I have some, um, I have, I have a training camp to go through, so to speak. I gotta, I've got to pay my dues. I have to go through my training and I have to apply myself if I really want to touch that, that original blueprint of myself, as I call it. Wow. So you just have an innate talent to do what you're doing. And like you said, that's what you were put here to do. That's what God said. That's your, your, your purpose. Um, but I like what you mentioned about paying your dues because we're in a society now where everyone wants everything immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's funny cause I, I posted something today on, on my Facebook saying that success cost and, and it never goes on sale. Mm-hmm. And, and basically you have to do the work. What would you say to the listeners out there? Because I hear people, especially the younger generation, but I hear people like, oh, you know, I, I just need to get on YouTube and do a few bit videos and then I'm going to be famous. And I'm, mm, yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. What would you tell the people who think that, who would look at you and say, okay, you're successful. Um, you don't have a college education, but you are successful and made it happen. But your journey wasn't um, overnight and your journey wasn't, you know, just, okay, I, I can do this and people trusted you. You had to actually go through some things and put the work in and improve yourself. What would you tell people looking at you who see you but think that you came across it easily? Well, I would, I would walk them through my journey, you know, and just the key points uh, I'm, I'm happy to share so that people understand not only the timeline, but the work that went into it, number one, so I'll just kind of outline it to make it easier. So it's not a mile long, you know, list for people. Number one, I knew what my purpose is. And before I knew what it is, I searched for it. I really applied myself to search for my purpose. Number two, I wasn't looking for a quick fix. There is no, there is no quick fixes. Bottom line, you know, everybody's teaching now how to make a million dollars in 30 days. That is, that blows my mind because it's, it's, it's so misleading. That is not true. You can't do that unless you've put in 20 years of foundation under your feet. It just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I searched for my, I knew there was a purpose for me. I searched for my purpose. Once I found it, I, com- I committed and dedicated my existence to stepping into my purpose and into, I knew that there is an original blueprint for myself. And I knew that I have to invest my time to get the rite of passage to step into the original blueprint. I hope this makes sense. I know I can talk a little bit uh, uh, sideways sometimes, but I hope this makes sense to everybody that's listening. And I went through, in the midst of that, I I went through days where I literally wouldn't sleep because when I was running 10 to 12 companies, uh, on a daily basis, that's a lot of work. So when I say I would, there were nights where I wouldn't go to sleep, I really mean there were nights where I wouldn't go to sleep. Um, at 29, I left uh, an abusive marriage with two small kids on my hands, and I left everything behind. I literally put my clothes in a trash bag and walked out of my house and had to fight to get full custody of my kids, which I did get. 
in the process of that divorce, which took three years, I had to work and take care of dozens and dozens of companies. And these companies that are going face down don't really care about my problems. I'm there to serve them. They're not there to serve me. So doing that, raising two kids, going through a divorce, putting, paying my dues, literally not sleeping. The most I think I didn't sleep was two nights because I had to take care of the kids, provide for the kids, take care of my clients. Now keep in mind, these customers are in trouble. So they're yelling and screaming out of fear nonstop. Some, the sky is always falling for them. So in order, you know, through all of that, so I had to pay my dues in time. My ex-husband disassembled my life to the tune of millions. And I had to navigate through that as I'm navigating through my clients and continue the path because as many times as I just said, I just can't do this anymore. It was too much. All of this by the time I was 30 years old, it's just, it's, it was too much for me and two small kids that something kept driving me and telling me you're in the right place. I, you have your listeners and people that I talk to, I teach people that you have to be able to be so aware of your purpose. You have to really pay attention you have to be able to slow down and listen to what your gut is telling you because it will always navigate you. It always will navigate you. Be very careful who you listen to because everybody's got an advice. Everybody will give you a great advice and everybody will give you a shortcut. There is no shortcuts. But on the other side of all that, if you're willing to, be, to do the sacrifices, I mean, there were so many sacrifices on my end. Not, not seeing my friends for ages, not doing anything for myself, just focusing on work and restoring my life. But the yield, if you are willing to put in the time to be of service, if you're willing to put the time into your company, if you're willing to, most this is the key, you guys, if you're willing to invest in your personal development, which most people completely refuse to do, I don't know why. It's insane. That is, you are the biggest asset. You have to keep feeding the biggest asset, which is you, because wherever you go in life, you're going to be there. You follow you. So you better take the best care of yourself, you know, mind, body, spirit, the triangle. You, mm-hmm. you, you have to do those things because wherever you go, wherever you escape, you're going to be right there. So you're the biggest asset. Invest in yourself, invest the time and be patient. And for those people that say, you know, I want to create a YouTube channel and make a few videos and I'm going to be a bazillionaire, you know what I tell them? Go do it because you know what's going to happen. They're going to do it, come back to me and tell, and then ask me, okay, what's your way? My way clearly didn't work, which is, you know, kind of an obvious. But sometimes you got to let people make their mistakes and let them walk their path because they'll come down afterwards. They'll be more receptive to you. They'll be, they'll be willing to listen to you. But Put in the time. If you can invest in yourself, if you can commit to your success and commit to building a foundation so you never feel like you're standing on thin ice or you're like on quicksand, it will yield a million times fold. But you got to be patient. You, you got to be patient. And you got to be willing to work 24-7, literally sometimes. Your success is up to you. I, I, I busted my behind for the last 17 years. I mean, busted it. You know, having customers nationwide, 
I'm, I'm in LA that are in East Coast. And some of them wanted to talk at six o'clock in the morning, which means my, my butt was up at 2 a.m. to give me an hour to prep, have enough co- coffee and be ready to go and, and sound intelligent at that hour on the phone and give them direction. So you got to be willing. It's a lot of sacrifices, but if you can pull through it, the yield is magnificent to look back at your life and know that you actually lived the life, that you've served the purpose, that you've achieved something. I think there is nothing greater than to be able to look back and say, man, I did not waste this one opportunity. I did not, you know, uh, Trina, I remind people often, life is not a dress rehearsal. This is the performance. So if people can wrap their head around it, they're going to put 100% into every single day and squeeze every single drop out of their life because there is no, there is no, another one after this one this is it you guys this this is this is the main performance this is it when the curtain goes down you're out mm, that was so good <laughs> oh my goodness I, i'm just i'm sitting here you don't see me but i'm shaking my head in agreement with you on yep yep <laughs> so true oh my goodness you have just given some wisdom that a lot of people need to take heed because it is so true. You know, you got to bust your butt. You got to, you know, get out there. You got to be committed. And I'm like you because I'm a big proponent of personal development as well. And I just don't understand how people don't do it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking, okay, you will you will go out and spend, you know, $2,000 on a handbag. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, you may need counseling <laughs> or, you know, you know, something, you know, your, your health is failing. You may need counseling for your mental state, whatever, and you won't invest in that. Yes. And you know, people, for some reason, they wait to have money to invest in themselves. And I really, I've noticed over years that people do not see themselves as their biggest asset. If people can change their mindset to to look at themselves every single day and say, I am the biggest asset of my life, then they think, I really believe they will invest in themselves. I don't think people see themselves as assets, but they are the, they, they are the main asset of their own life and everything around it. Mm, so good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I can talk to you forever. <laughs> that, that's exactly how I feel. It's, it's so, yeah, it's just amazing to me. But Regina, we're going to go ahead and get into the questions um, that I ask everyone. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Who or what motivates you? My daughters. To be the best example I can be with for them, whether they see me or not, I'm always aware that I'm an example to them, even when they're not next to me. Mm. What demotivates you? Uh, when dishonesty, dishonesty kills me. When I hear dishonesty, absolutely tears me apart. It kills me, kills my inspiration. Dishonesty and laziness. Mm, mm, okay. Mm, yeah, I can talk about that. Too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it ended up working for your good? Oh, my grandfather, my, my closest ally 
and my biggest critic would fire off at me with no remorse, but uh, that built the most solid foundation I could ever stand on. And I will be forever grateful Mm. for his honesty and direct approach. What is your fear? That I will not fully achieve my purpose and disappoint God and his creation of me, for me. Mm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yeah, I left my marriage earlier, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if, <laughs> is there a time that you wish you had not done something? You know, I don't think so. Honestly, Trina, it's hard for me to answer only because, only because I've never seen failure as failure, if that makes sense. It was never a mm-hmm. thing for me. So, and I don't really have fear of failure. So not really. Uh, okay. What is your definition of success? When I will look back at my life and know that I've had a good run and I've affected a countless amount of lives and I will look at my daughters and see that they follow my footsteps, then I will go happy. Mm. How do you recharge? Um, I read the scripture every single day. Very important for me. I journal. I recharge greatly by going to church every Sunday. That's extremely important for me. That's how I recharge for sure. And I allow myself quiet time, even if it gets busy. I'm very self-aware when it's time to give myself five minutes or 10 or 15, because that will yield me another 10-hour run of productivity. I will stop everything and I will take care of the biggest asset, which is myself. Mm. What are you awesome at? Negotiations. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? I want to be remembered, obviously, as a, as a great mother, as an inspirational mother, and as somebody who has genuinely impacted more lives than people can count in ways where I was able to help guide people to their original blueprint. Mm. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Did I just ask you what legacy do you want to leave? Yes, I got caught yes, up in your yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're good. Okay. Oh, man. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. If you know you're meant to do something, if you absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt know you're meant to do something, do it. Don't listen to anybody. Don't pay attention to the, uh, anybody who tells you you shouldn't. Do that. You never, ever, ever want to regret, uh, regret not doing the things. One of my absolutely favorite quotes, I believe it's from by Mark Twain, is 20 years from now, you will regret more 
the things you did not do than the things you did. I want to say it again because it changes my life daily when I get stuck. 20 years from now, you will regret more the things you did not do than the things you did. Do what you believe is yours to do, and you cannot miss the mark. It's not possible. Mm. Where can then listeners connect with you? Uh, my Facebook page. My email address is my full name, Regina Gulbinas at gmail.com. And my website, which um, I'll, it's going to be reginagulbinas.com. Okay. Well, Regina, I loved speaking with you. Mm. And hopefully this is not the end of our connection. Hopefully we'll keep in touch and maybe we can work on something together in the future. I would absolutely love this. And this has been truly and sincerely a pleasure. Thank you. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. I want to hear from you. So if you're loving it, please let me know what you think. Let me know if there's any suggestions and how I can better serve you to give you that motivation and inspiration that you need. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs motivation and inspiration? Share the podcast with them as well. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.